What's going on, guys? Welcome into another wide receiver ranking video for the redraft season of 2020. Today, we have wide receivers 17 through 24. If you love this content, you love us, subscribe, like, comment. We'll see you after the intro. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. So like Tyler said, wide receiver 17 through 24, um, depending on Tyler's energy level, there might be rankings in the middle of the screen, if not timestamps down I'm below. This. Okay, so they'll be in the middle. So Tyler, Tyler also has a sunglasses link down below to get you some sunglasses to help support him. Oh, um, let me talk about his, it real quick. Yeah, talk about it real quick. If you want to open up the window, guys, Shady Rays, fantastic company. What they're doing is every sunglass that you purchase, 10 meals for fighting hunger. It's a nonprofit, fantastic nonprofit for fighting hunger all over America. I'm very, very happy to be promoting it. And if you guys can get some sick shades that are very relatively inexpensive and they're very high quality, I support them. New shades coming in. Watch out. All righty. So at the 17, we have DJ Chark here. Um, I mean, the only thing I have for him is his schedule is really good. And I, to be honest, I think Chanel helps him. It just gives him more of a I mean, I think D.D. Westbrook's a good NFL receiver, not a good fantasy receiver, but I think Chenault just helps this team a lot. They're going to be coming from behind. The defense is a bunch of rookies. Um, defense got worse and then added a bunch of rookies, so it's like a double negative there as it is. Um, the only thing concerning about Chark we saw last year, a lot of his games were just really boom and really bust, which in the end, that's fantasy points that you counted, so we just kind of hope that he becomes more consistent. But um, I guess me and Tyler are the lowest, but I guess why do you, like, you guys have him higher, if you will? I mean, yeah, we actually. Uh, uh, sorry, can I go first on this one? I I went on um uh, Notorious's channel and I had a bold prediction that DJ Chark would be a top uh, top eight receiver or something like that. And basically, the reason I, I said that is because he's taught he was top ten in his air yard market share in his in his offense, and in that market share next year it's going to be six hundred plus pass attempts. I think there's no way it's the Jaguars throw less than six hundred times. Their defense is is bad. It's it's pretty much all rookies too. Um. And Minshew definitely was one of the best, actually, uh, top three in the NFL on pass attempts, uh, past 20-plus yards. And as you mentioned, you said Chenault helps him. I totally agree. I think uh, DJ Chark virtually has a monopoly on the downfield targets in the offense. And I think uh, if, I, if, if anything that I believe about Chenault is true, I think Chenault will be the short um, target without fail. I think he's going to definitely establish himself in that role as well. Yeah, uh, I actually just want to touch upon that as well. Uh, we mentioned Chark. We're both high on him. We mentioned him in the ADP battles episode one. I'll link that in the description. And uh, even when we were talking about our potential breakouts this year on our Hakamani's channel, Deep Sleepers, I mentioned LaVisca Chenault. We also talked about th their role in the offense. Chenault's going to provide the underneath yards after catch type role. Chark has the monopoly on everything down the field. When we're looking at DJ Chark, what's really different from his first breakout year compared to what Kenny Galladay did even in Detroit two years or ago. Or even Mike Evans, man. When Mike Evans was, um, like, the only target in the offense before they uh, brought in Deshaun Jackson, like, he was basically the same kind of player. He just got force-fed down the field. For sure. I mean, uh, when I'm looking at DJ Chark, man, the only reason I, I – I'm at 18 right now, and that even feels too low. It, it's crazy to think. Uh, a lot of people may fade him simply because, oh, he's not an established name yet. Uh, you want to go with the flasher guys like the Odell's, the the other guys that everybody will get into that later. But the other guys. But when I'm looking at DJ Chark, what simply points to him not building off of what he did last year? And when he did last year, man, in a fucking turnstile of a situation, which should even be worse this year, which means a lot more pass attempts. Like, there's nothing not to like with DJ Chark's situation. So ultimately, here at 18, I feel comfortable. Yeah, so a guy whose uh, team was very poor in the red zone, I don't see that really ending. Uh, 30th in red zone percentage, eeks. Um, but I don't really think it mattered too much for Chark. He was still able to be effective in, in receiving touchdowns and passing attempts was ridiculously high for the team too, surprisingly. With Fournette there, they were 12th uh, in those pass attempts. The team is kind of set up for we're going to chase uh, from behind most of the time, um, probably the majority of their games. So Chark is going to provide a valuable role. Uh, I have him at 20. I mean, again, a lot of these 
a lot of these positions are relatively flexible for me. Um, so I, I could see him sliding up, down. Uh, but I, I think just – I think being able to have to chase the entire time for, for the Jaguars is going to provide a lot of value for Chark. Definitely a garbage time player. Um, that's where his core value is going to be found. Definitely uh, play on words on the term flexible too, because I think this is exactly the type of player you want in your flex. And basically where you're drafting Chark right now, it's like a fifth or sixth round pick. He's the perfect guy to, if you play with a, a, a league where you start three receivers, he's a perfect third receiver because he's going to be a little inconsistent most likely based on the nature of his game. He's a downfield target. If Minshew has a shitty game or they're playing an unreal pass rush and they can't get him downfield. Most of the time though, I think Chark's role is going to expand. I think he's going to, he's in line to see like 130, 140 plus targets next year. Yeah. So, um, right. yeah, so, so really just a, a tie, um, Chark and, and McLaurin both tied in our consensus rankings. Um, the highest is, uh, Danny and Corey, you have them 16, 17, me and Lucas have them at 21, 22. So I'll let you guys defend your case, uh, for Tara McLaurin. Uh, but again, one of these guys that I think kind of falls into the same rotational tier that could be up or down, uh, depending. Yeah, when I'm looking at Terry McLaurin, I mean, he has the monopoly on his team's receiving work. When you look at the Washington Redskins, other than maybe like a, if you know that team, maybe Steven Sims, can you really name targets on that team that you really expect to be productive from a fantasy perspective? Like in that receiving core? Gandy Golden. Kelvin Harmon, Gandy Golden. AGG. Jeremy Sprinkle, baby. JD McKissick. Like I like you can keep no, going. I mean, I get I get my stance on it. No, nobody that's ever produced more than 400 receiving yards in a season. Just keep that in perspective. Well, yeah. Really, when you're looking at Terry McLaurin, I mean, he's caught the clear monopoly on the receiving work in that team. We're expecting Dwayne Haskins to ultimately take a step up. Again, people are gonna say Dwayne Haskins bad last year, but if you looked at the end of the season, he improved as the season went along. His connection with McLaurin actually improved as the season went along. Again, Washington was a dumpster fire. Uh, I expect everything to kind of. Uh, improved to a certain degree under Ron Rivera. Again, that team was just lost from an identity standpoint. Uh, so when I'm looking at Terry McLaurin, almost 1,000 yards his rookie season, seven touchdowns, and one of the worst quarterback situations again last season. You expect Dwayne Haskins to, again, improve off the end of the season last year, Terry McLaurin to take a natural step as a second-year receiver, and ultimately in general, the receiving work he's going to get in terms of ultimately volume is going to be so great to the point where like, I could see maybe you're, you're scared, oh, he doesn't have the profile to back it up. But in terms of an actual volume standpoint, I just don't see any way that he can be lower than your wide receiver 18, 19 area. So uh, that's where I have him. I know Corey's probably in the same mindset as me. So Yeah. Uh, um, one thing I wanted to mention, and this, this goes hand in hand with the next uh, guy that we have to talk about as well. So in, uh, in the last, I, I don't know how many years, uh, 34 wide receivers have surpassed 900 yards in their rookie season. And of those 34, only five did it on 100 or fewer targets. And three of them happened in 2019. So A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and D.K. Metcalf all surpassed 900 yards with under 100 targets. McLaurin did it on 94 targets and 919 yards. The other two guys that did it on uh, less than 100 targets were uh, Julio Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster. And basically, what I don't expect this type of efficiency to increase for McLaurin, but he only had 94 targets. I think... I, as I said for Chark, I think he can get into that range of 130, 140 targets in the offense. I don't think it's out of the question that Terry McLaurin is a high-volume receiver that is much more consistent than he showed last year. He's, I mean, he's a rookie, and he, he performed well for a rookie, but I only expect his volume and his consistency to increase as he matures as a player and as hopefully the offense is able to get a little better with Haskins in his second year. Yeah, uh, not a PPR monster. Um... 29th last year it was his finish but he was a rookie and he did miss two games so uh I don't know I kind of kind of let it go um doesn't really get a, a very high volume of targets uh but but is kind of the lead guy there it was kind of a running offense last year and I think that will continue um, and there was a quarterback change too which is hard on receivers yeah even though he had ke uh, chemistry previously with Haskins it's still hard but, which I kind of I kind of just I don't really count stupid that. narrative I think yeah um so I guess I, I, I kind of buy into him. You know, I, I just, I don't know. It, it's weird, right? Because he, he is this kind of target monster when it comes to what is the targets because there isn't very much. Um, he does command a lot for the offense. Uh, and I think he's very efficient with, with his role and what he does with it. Uh, what, so 24 standard, 29th uh, PPR last year. I think I can see a boost in that. Um, 
I kind of just, I, I don't know, right? Because again, so between like tier 15 uh, and my 15's Amari Cooper to like 20, um, who's DJ Shark? There's I mean, like 30 wide receiver twos this year. Yeah, it's, I mean, shit, I could even go further than that. It's just, they're so interchangeable. And I think I'm just, I have to, I have to just accept in my mind that Terry McLaurin is the only guy that I think will actually be relevant fantasy-wise this year. And it's why I have him at my 16. But, you know, again, they're like coin flips right through here, um, kind of on my, my judging and, and decision-making for them. Yeah, I think it's, it's tough for me because I, I really – I mean, I think he's a good football player, great football player. But the games with Case Keenum were four points higher than with Haskins. And if you took with Haskins 11 points per game, put that out of 16, 182 points, that's like wide receiver 30. They added a bunch of running backs, which you don't add they a ton of running fired backs. their coach that way, like after that too, though. So like the yeah, team not, might not have to, been like the, I think the, the team, offensive not, line. There was reports yeah. like they weren't trying or they like didn't listen to Haskins or something. Like it was just a mess of a situation, especially when you fire your coach midseason. I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's it's closer to the Case Keenum uh, stat line for McLaurin because I don't think anyone really would have performed in the situation that Washington had going at the back end of last year. And not to mention with Hoskins, I mean, again, those first few games when he stepped in, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like, he was awful. Like, he did. He and he was have a project quarterback, too. He didn't have his timing. He didn't have everything down. But I, like, if I knew he was just going to step in next year, next year be a dumpster fire, I would have dropped McLaurin a bit. But when I saw uh, with Hoskins, is a guy who matured, progressed through the, throughout the rest of the year, ultimately. So uh, that gives me hope. Again, we don't know if he's going to be the long term starter, which is ultimately the real question with McLaurin, but I do believe that Hoskins takes a step and ultimately McLaurin benefits from that. Even if he gets benched, Kyle Allen showed he can support a, a high-end receiver and DJ Moore yeah. last year. So I think they ran the ball five plays less per game than the average, which that's not Ron Rivera, but you don't just call pass plays when you don't have efficient pass pitching weapons. They sure. signed literally four running backs, and you don't do that to not run the ball. Like, you have AP, he's going to get carries. Peyton Barber, they didn't sign him to $3 million a year when they could have gotten Todd Gurley for $2 million a year more to not give him the ball. McKissick, he's used quite a bit when he plays. Gibson's going to get his five to six touches a game. Kelvin Harmon was still, like, okay, four targets a game. Steven Sims, about six targets a game. So, like, I'm not saying, like, he can't improve, but, like, he was wide receiver 25 and full-point PPR, give or take, missed a couple games, but so did everyone else above him. So, like, I think he just kind of falls in like the 18 to 23 range right where we have him because the team just kind of sucks. They're still the, – they didn't really get any better. They lost their corners. All those targets them, to me are the same kind of targets yeah. that Jacksonville has, the Chris Conleys and the like. Yeah. Those guys are yeah. – yes, they're going to get targets, but they're not taking targets away from McLaurin in my opinion. I think yeah. they're taking targets away from each other. Out of yeah, all these kind people – kind of all in one range. Yeah. I will say, out of all these people uh, that we're going to be talking about today – uh, the guy we mentioned, DJ Chark, the guy we were just mentioning now, Terry McLaurin, and the guy we're about to segue into, where we'll talk about him and AJ Brown. I think ultimately all three possess top 10 ceilings, but again, given the uh, cloudiness of their situations, I would say, uh, which is why we kind of have them right here in this range. But man, I would not be shocked if we're talking about all three uh, potentially entering. That I think Debo gets, could, could finish there too. Yeah, in, in you know, mentioning Brown, I mean, Brown, the literal highlight of his season was the back half where he was winning you championship games, 19.5, 4.5, throw it away, 28.6, 17.4, 14.3, 16.4. Like, these are big boy numbers, He and he didn't really need a high volume of targets to put them up. He had up. 84 targets, and he had 1,051. So he That's was insane. actually the yeah. most efficient of all those five se- or five individual seasons that I mentioned. And yeah, we expect that, right? Because we expect him as a deeper ball kind of play. Um, when you're receiving the ball, you're putting up a high amount of yards uh, with it. Um, and I think that's just goes along with the upside of him, uh, where maybe other guys in our rankings, where they're counting more on a high dosage of volume. Uh, Brown is just really electric. And he, he kind of showed up uh, really just at the end of the year, um, mainly based on some quarterback changes and adjustments. Uh is there any concerns that you guys may have on, on AJ Brown? I kind of have, a, I have him at the lowest, but that's at 22. You guys are sitting around 21, 17, 16. 15. So. Yeah, I just want to touch up on uh, the, the, this range between 16 and 18. I have it Brown, McLaurin, and then Chark. I mean, they're pretty interchangeable for me, similar situations. When I'm looking at Brown, uh, obviously you can say, well, he was so efficient, uh, too efficient for his own good. Like, how is he going to keep that up? 
coaches won't take the ball out of the hands of efficient players. So I don't understand this argument. The when people say, true. Exactly. I don't like what we've even talked about in the hot commodities. I don't understand why people want to nitpick on super efficient players. Like I get it. If, uh, Oh, he only did it on like 20 catches or something. Like you're projecting a fucking like fourth depth receiver. I get that. But ultimately here, 84 uh, targets is still a sample size we can base off of. Like I do regret, uh, I do think that he could ultimately hit a little bit of regression in terms of pure efficiency, but that should be sampled also with the fact that he wasn't the main number one target on offense until probably about what week seven, week eight last year. And once he actually got that role again, 84 targets, as Corey mentioned, 1,051 yards, probably the most receiver in the entire uh, most efficient receiver in the entire league last year. So if we're projecting a full, uh, full workload this year as the number one target in that offense, again, I know Luke is going to get into uh, their, their run-heavy offense, but I still think the targets are going to be there for him. I, I just see no way he can really even uh, finish outside the top 20. So that's just my take on him. Yeah, I mean, I have him at 21 because I think his boom-bust games are going to get him there, but he had 2.2 yards of separation, not even in the top 45. Like, you saw last year, he could not get open on man coverage. And I think that not adding a receiver, uh, I'm not for sure, to be honest with you. But, like, I'll look it up. you saw in the playoff game. I mean, I get they didn't throw the ball that much. But, like, he literally was not getting targeted because he was just getting shut down by guys like Rashad Breeland. And then no one good. And all his points came from a couple games. He was 58th in routes run with eight touchdowns and over 1,000 yards. I don't think he runs more routes because he started week one. He played well, he full-time week one. Barely at all. Like seven, He's not going to because Adam Humphreys is coming back now. So, he's sure. not going to slide into there. So, like. I, I get him at 21, but he's the guy that I don't really like to draft because I think he goes pretty early to where, like, there's so much more even yeah. upside plays later because what, is, what his upside is is, I mean, what he finished last year. He finished the 23. I get that he wasn't booming and busting at the beginning of the year, but he played – he started the full season. He was one of the only receivers to start every single game. He had a good game with Mariota too. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just tough to evaluate it because we saw his games, but then we also saw his really bad games where the other guys, like, um, Chark and well, see, I don't even know who else I had of him. Like, he was just tough to tell his floor. The thing that uh, I ultimately pick out of that, though, is when you're saying really bad games, you're not saying, like, oh, he got targeted 12 times. He only caught three of them. He didn't produce. No, he got, like, what? zero points. He got, like, zero points because he wasn't getting the targets, though, is what I'm saying. But that was, like, in the playoffs. That was, like, that was like the pr- oh. like the prime but, time games yeah. after his breakout. How, 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 many, how many passing yards did Ryan Tannehill actually throw for? Probably none. But that's the issue with Tennessee like, is that they're going to be a good team. Yes, yeah, that's not changing. Dude, playoffs so matter. They're just going to destroy people. And, and A.J. Brown's probably – and if he doesn't get a touchdown or a big play in the first quarter, they might just steamroll Derrick Henry for three quarters and not, like, pass the ball very much. And, and that's very but, possible that it could happen to Tennessee. I just – I. To me, A.J. Brown, I agree with you, Lucas. I think he goes, like, between the three guys we just talked about, Shark, McLaurin, and Brown, I'm taking Brown third just because I have to pay up for Brown compared to those other guys. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, if, if playoffs mattered so much, Damian Williams would be an RB1 and, and Jack Yeah, Doyle, they also added a, they also added a first round. <laughs> Jack Doyle let me didn't just, drop a pass in the playoffs. So. Let, me, let me just read off his, like, week by week and, like, just, like, remove the name attachment. So 10, 2.5. 0. 0.4, 21, 2.7, 2.3, 6.2, 7.1, 8.1, 1.7, 19, 4.5, 28.6, 17.4, 14.4. So, like, yeah, so, like, but then we rookie. saw – The rookie receiver, rookie. he'll get more – he'll be become more yeah. – like, he only had 84 targets, man. Like, he, he's probably going to yeah. have 120 targets this year. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I get – that's why I have the 21 because he yeah. will see more. But I think, like, it's just the – the differential just draws me off him because, I mean, it should if you're a normal fantasy player. Like, the only boom-bust yeah. guy you really want is, like, Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. no one wants Will Fuller, but, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? So, like, well, some well, of these guys, you just got to uh, fade away, I guess, at the right time. This, yeah. this might be one at, of the situations. At the, of, at the end of the day, though, like, outside of maybe, like, the top five to eight receivers, a lot of these receivers are going to have boom-bust anyways. Mike Evans is an eight, so, a top eight receiver. He's boom-bust. Yeah. Literally. Listen, if, if, if we want to talk about a piece of shit wide receiver, let's go on to our next guy, Devontae Parker, baby. Fuck you. Bush has him at 14. Why don't you just go and explain yourself where you get crucified for Preston Williams' love over here? Yeah, so, okay, so I was going to mention this with A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill. There, this is a real thing. This is, like, documented by players. When you're a second-string quarterback, which Ryan Tannehill was to start the year last year, you develop – chemistry with the second stringers and I bet AJ Brown was a second stringer when they got into camp because he was a rookie so 
The same can be said for Josh Rosen and, and Preston Williams. As an undrafted free agent, Preston Williams was probably a second stringer in camp. And you saw in those games that Josh Rosen started. He started three of them um, during the season, and he, he appeared in two more, or three more, actually. But he started three games, and Preston Williams outproduced Devontae Parker in those games. And that's why everyone's like, well, well, like, and it's skewing the game splits that when Preston Williams was in the lineup, Devontae Parker wasn't as good. Well, if you remove those three games, those were week, week three, week four, week six, and you can remove them because Josh Rosen isn't starting a game this year. Um, Preston Williams are, uh, was out-targeted by Devontae Parker 38-35 to 35 in the five games that Fitzpatrick started. And that, I didn't even include the game that Fitzpatrick was pulled halfway through and Rosen came in. And uh, in that game, Rosen came in, he threw 18 times, and Parker had zero catches on like eight targets because he was so bad. Uh, Rosen, not um, Parker. Anyway, through the back half of the season, he was the wide receiver two, guys. Like, wide receiver two. Like, behind Michael Thomas. The only guy that was... I mean, James, James Washington was wide receiver eight, no one likes him. Yeah. So. And they're like, okay, I just have a couple of things. I, I think he's a beast. Like, I, I was all over him last year. So there, someone ran a sample. I think it was Hayden Winks from Roto World. Like the the he ran like as many as much data as he could take for for fantasy as like as far back as he could. And it was like the whole season sample was more predictive than the last six weeks. And like obviously that kind of makes sense when you think about it. Yeah. The way I view this is like there there is no good game split to take. Because if you take yours, you're just excluding the one where Preston Williams literally kept Devontae Parker out of your fantasy – off your fantasy like your bench, too. He was a waiver wire guy because Preston Williams was dominating. I think the whole second string thing you made is valid. That is true. I think people don't think about the chemistry that is built. And that's why you see guys like Tannehill. You see guys like Foles come in and really just take off because, I mean, in practice they put in the backup when they don't need the quarterback to be taking reps. It's just that simple. I know so, I think Kobe Myers could be could be valuable if Jarrett Stidham is the starter. Just I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but, but I not think in the, the twenty four. No, 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 just like a late no, round guard throw. Just because yeah. of the second stringer joking. thing. Dude, I'm but joking. I think <laughs> the coaching change, like to me, I think the coaching change, I think the whole persona of the Dolphins getting better really just eliminates all game splits. I mean, I have Devontae Parker at twenty two. Like it's not like I'm like off him. But I just think the gap between Williams and Parker is a lot closer than – well, some people think it is. Some people think it's farther. So, it's just like I don't – it's just – there's not really – I wish there was a good split to take because there really isn't because there's so is many – Is he going to be healthy at the beginning of the year? That's a question. Like he, I, I, would, I would think so. Williams went down, what, was it week yeah. 12 or whatever? Like, yeah. And but they didn't draft anyone. With though. guys coming off an ACL tear in their first year. So, Are you telling yeah. me you're not bought into Alan Hearns, baby? I'm not, I'm not bought into yeah. Preston Williams. Yeah. Did he get hurt like last year or two Bro, years ago? Or about, yo, um, Patrick Laird is going to command 12 targets a game. He's actually going to be a good value because yeah, we've got some hurt, great so. guys. We got Grant. I mean, they, they should Grant trade was. for they should trade for Jack Doyle. So I don't know. I mean, I think I think Williams, yes, because they didn't add anyone. Like not even like a veteran guy. Like they still could. They literally had no one to be. The name of Malcolm Perry. Yeah. yeah, I like Michael Perry, but he's not a guy that's going to get nine Albert targets a game. Like, why, do you, why do you think they drafted uh, fucking Robert Hunt? They're going to put him at wide receiver. Like, oh, yeah. Isn't there like, isn't there like 380 or something like that? Oh, he's a yeah, monster. I mean, okay. Do we have any other objections to Devontae Parker, I guess? Because Bush is the yeah, highest. He's not cute enough to be in my top. Not uh, cute enough. Yeah. All right. I Tyler. Like can't say that about the one you got to defend guy. here. So, oh God! I, I, give me some popcorn, boys. Wide receiver, <laughs> wide receiver seven last year. Cooper Cup in full point PPR. The team passed over five point seven seven plays over the average. Lots of vacated production. The defense might be the worst defense in the league, and you're dropping him from wide receiver seven to wide receiver thirty when he plays in this. When he plays the wide receiver position on the field, where it doesn't matter if your team's good or bad, you're going to produce fantasy points because you play in the slot. Jefferson is not a good case to move Cooper Cup down 23 spots. He's going to make the 12 personnel argument, I guarantee it. Whoa. And that, right. would favor, that would favor a non-looking receiver. But, but the, uh, if he makes a 12 personnel argument, how does he not like Tyler Higby? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but Lucas, Lucas, see, you have Debo Samuel at 33. Yeah, so because him and I play the same, but the same, play the same, the same exact player was no, drafted. Yeah, I got a, it. Not I, a guy that finished a wide receiver seven last year. He was like the wide receiver two for the first like eleven you, weeks. You were last literally year. advocating like two weeks ago that, that he would be tr- dropped or traded. Like traded. I always think because he can easily make the team. Actually, <laughs> <we're gonna laughs> every every video, Lucas kept saying, "Oh yeah, Cooper Cup's gonna get cut." cut. For it's true. 
they, they, need, they need cap space. They're in the negative right now. Dude, they're going to so trade him to the Dolphins, and that's going to be the second it. Okay, time to play injury factor. He's going to finish as the uh, wide receiver 30 because he's going to go down with an injury week six. And Van uh, Jefferson – I'm pulling up his sports injury predictor percentage too. Van Jefferson's phenomenal. All right, I'm full sending Van Jefferson. I think he's very sneakily underrated. I think there's a reason they drafted him over offensive line. It's because McVay's an idiot, but we'll get to that. Uh, the, the defense sucks. I get that. I still wouldn't like believe this. None of these arguments. None of these arguments. I don't, I don't get guys. Security. They're phenomenal. But Dude, why do you? Okay, no. Give me your like your best argument as to why Cooper Cup's not even in your top twenty-five. We'll say. All right, all right. So, so yes, I would, I would, I would move him up just a touch. But oh, okay. I think Van Jefferson genuinely takes away his role. Oh, they're gonna be, they're gonna be competing the whole time. So oh, why man. by like week five they're not doing the same exact shit and they're just hurting each other the same reason i'm not really all that high on debo like I, I just i guess i'm not bought in that's fine i'm not sold sell me so you're, so you're telling me jefferson's gonna come out and beat josh reynolds and then oh, take yeah. over oh, cooper, oh no he already beat cooper josh cup no, he, already beat josh reynolds. he was on. like what a what was he a fucking fourth round pick third, no, third, like third round baby wasn't like the water wasn't like the water tier four on florida no he was the wide receiver one. Dude, did you? Well, no, okay. I didn't watch okay. Let me Dude, make a, okay, Stingley let me guard. Make a legitimate case against Cooper oh. Cup because I think relative con- to consensus, I think we're all low on him, to be honest. Yeah. So, who did uh, Stingley guard? Cooper like, Cup? he guarded Van Jefferson. I don't know. Who did Van Jefferson toast? Okay, Cooper Cup, oh. for, for, the, for what it's worth, played 65% of his snaps out of the slot, and he played 80 cent, 80% total. So he's not really on the field, like, outside of being in the slot. So if the, if the, the Rams do go to a more 12 personnel approach, which, I mean – they showed that they did last year, but that could have also been a result of Brandon Cooks being hurt. But if they do go to that role, um, that role, then Cooper Cup is in danger of not playing as much just because he primarily plays out of the slot. No. I think you'll see um, Robert Woods, Josh Reynolds, Cooper Cup, and Van Jefferson like all kind of mix and match for like um, when they're in two receiver sets. Mostly Robert Woods will be on the field though. So yeah. now what I can worries me from that perspective. That's why I'm a little lower on him than consensus. No. What I can kind of combat that with, though, aside from Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup is their best red zone threat at this point. Uh, no, Robert Woods. Robert Woods is not as good of a red zone threat. Any Jefferson watches red zone. It's fucking phenomenal. Malcolm Brown. But, uh, oh, and, the by the way. I'm, the reason why I'm saying that, though, is they lost Todd Gurley in his 12 touchdowns last year. So how, how, how are you going to replace those? I expect those the running backs to take, like, the group of back running backs, backs over the running back touchdowns. You, you, you don't get running back touchdowns in the receiver. Those, those were designed run plays. They were designed run plays because you got a guy, a tie like, a guy like Todd Gurley. The red zone they, obviously, they, not, they obviously didn't like Todd Gurley. They took a $20 million but, cap it. So you, may, you, you may as well use them if you have them under contract, which they did last year. Then they took a 20 – No, 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 no. And they wanted to move in and they take a twenty million dollar cap hit. They're sitting he's, negative he's still, cap, he, and he, he still got used in the red zone just because his cap hit is so big. Just because the fucking number didn't make sense. They, for, no, for I'm saying, I'm saying, in the second round, like they're gonna give him. Say, the- you can't say that that they used him up. They just cut him because they hate him. They took yeah. twenty million dollars off the cap when this team sucks. And yet he still had twelve rushing touchdowns. Yeah, because. Because they just, I don't, you can't say like they used him up. Like they obviously so, hit him. If, if Cam Akers walks in and gets 12 rushing touchdowns, he's going to be a top 15. No, not match. Cam Akers. Cam Akers plus Daryl Henderson plus Malcolm Brown. Yeah, it's going to be a trio. We'll it's going to be a committee of some kind. Like maybe it's Cam Akers, but either way, Cooper Cup, yes, he has, he has some red zone upside. He has some slot upside. I just can't rank him any higher than I have. No, I have him in the same I rank think, as you. I think there's a chance that he's not that good, to be honest. Like, and, I, I, I could no, see him proving right. me wrong. I could see it if they go back to their whole 11 personnel thing and it was all just because Cooks was injured and maybe Reynolds was injured too. I don't even remember. Um, if they go back to their base offense that McVay is famous for running, Cooper Cup will be on the field on like 80% of the snaps. So it won't matter and he'll probably be a top 10 receiver and we'll all be way too low on him. Either way, Kyle Pitts is the number one receiver for Florida. Shout out, yeah, Rage. That's what I was saying. All right, so next up. You know, I, I want to hear valid reasoning besides Tom Brady left. Because I have all the stats. I put it on Twitter. Like, all right, so Tom Brady You guys can left. go, and then I'll go. All right, so Tom Brady left. So I'm just, I'm just out here playing animal. Uh, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with my rankings? Don't worry about it. They're fucking <laughs> phenomenal is what's wrong with them. Um, so here we go. We're counting on Jared Stidham. Brian Hoyer. Ooh, 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 ooh. And a team that's just going to be aimed at running. I, I, their offense is going to suck. 
Like they're they're gonna literally just be the Dolphins' offense with like an, an incredible defense that'll actually bring them wins. Like they're terrible. Like I, I just don't I don't get why like we actually Dolphins, think Edelman's just gonna provide this like wide receiver high wide receiver well, two upside. Like what but the what, fuck? But like why wouldn't he though? He's done it throughout his career. God, who was his quarterback? Dude, right. he's fucking gone. As much, as much as Bush loves, as much as Bush loves Brady, I know Corey's gonna, or uh, not Corey, Luke is gonna mention this. Brady wasn't the same Brady last year. Whether that was the offensive yeah, line, over how six, dominant. I'm but sure, he, dude. I'm sure when you take into account what Brady was doing with Edelman, like if you check his passer rating when targeted, he was just fine for Edelman's value. Yeah, he, he passed over 600 times last year. That was this. That was like the third time in his career he passed over 600 times. Who's like, saying Stidham can't just step into that role though? What? He's They're not, not a bad quarterback. Right? Okay, I'll tell you why I have Edelman a bit lower than where Lucas has him. The offense won't yeah, be a because there's no way in hell that Julian Edelman finishes as top ten receiver, in my opinion. Agreed. I think he, he's. I have my twenty three. I just like twelve and, and sixteen, and that's fine. But the guys I have ranked ahead of him, like Devonte Parker, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, DJ Chark, like all these guys actually have top ten upsides. So that's the only reason I have him here. He's probably going to finish. Ahead. I have him at twenty three. He's going to finish ahead of that most likely. But I wouldn't. I'd rather like I'd rather take those other guys ahead of him. Again, the reason why I was met, uh, why I was arguing for Edelman was simply the thirty-one uh, ranking because I have him at twenty-three. Again, as Corey mentioned, he's gonna finish above twenty-three. I just have guys that are that I have ranked above him that I think present more upside. Again, if you're looking for a typical wide receiver two in like the sixth, seventh round, you want to plug him in. You go running back heavy. Like Edelman's fine because he has a floor. It's just ultimately, I just don't think he has that top 10, top 11 type ceiling. Again, as Corey mentioned, he's probably going to finish in that 12 to 16 range. I think his floor wipes out. I, I, I just can't get behind. Like, I don't, don't think their offense is going to be efficient for shit. Like, they're not good. It doesn't need to be for James White and Julian Edelman, though. So, the whole upside thing, like, it's kind of, like, thrown around because you guys say it for every single player. You obviously can't draft upside every time. Upside is 15 points per game for your wide receiver, too. Like, that, that, that's, that's good upside. Fourth most in slot snaps. That's not changing. They, they, they have the mere bird. He plays primarily outside. That's the only I'm saying week receiver. over week upside, Lucas, not like yeah. end of season. Because that's true. Yeah. Tell me he's getting more than five touchdowns this year. No. Uh, I mean, it's, he's averaging like seven in his like, career. Yes, he like, yes, Shark is interesting and it's chasing is, is upside. He gonna get, but is he going to get over? Yeah, so, right. so, 101. So, fourth in most slot snaps. 101 of his 147 came, targets came from the slot. He had nine drops. Like, I don't know his career drop rate, but I'm imagining it's not nine out of his 147. That should go up, maybe. Um, the Patriots were third in offensive drives. The offense sucked. It was terrible. Third in offensive drives, and they, they scored maybe 15 points a game. It was, it was bad. That's not changing. They're gonna, they might even be first in offensive. Probably not, actually, first. Maybe, like, from third to, like, eighth range, which is just bad. 26 in points per red zone attempt and 27th in touchdowns per red zone attempt. Not good. That's not changing. That means they're throwing the ball more. Tom Brady last year, remember how he was really good? The only thing that changed is this whole team captain aspect is gone, but I think Edelman has more drive than Brady has, has in the last five years. Like, I, I see it on the field. You see it in post-game conferences and everything. Most pass attempts since in the last four seasons last year. Lowest career touchdowns per game. And their red zone, their run pass run splits did exactly the same as they always have in terms of average for his the last five, six years when they've kind of gotten more run heavy. Lowest yards per game. And it was his most attempts in four years. I don't know if it was receiver play, but I, it's not like his receivers changed much from the last three years, really. It's about the same. Lowest yards per attempt. And he had the most attempts. So if he was really chucking the ball around, like, that one might be a little fluky. The offensive line, besides the time to throw, was ninth in adjusted line yards, fifth in pass protection. And he took six sacks below the NFL average. Below the NFL average. They're bringing back offensive linemen. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Stidham, like, you, can, you can't say Stidham's bad because Brady was literally a seventh-round pick coming he's gonna in. Take more, he's going to take more sacks than Brady did. He's not advanced mentally like Brady was. So he's not going to – that time to throw will matter more for Jarrett Stidham than it would okay. for Tom Brady because Jarrett Stidham can move better than Tom Brady, but he's not as smart and he's not, he's not going to make decisions as quickly as Brady would. So that he's, he's might not be as more experienced as well. Stidham than it was for Brady. So I don't know if Edelman finished his top ten. I don't know, but you're giving him 100 and sliding over here, 154 targets. I think that stays there. If they're going to run a bunch of plays still, I don't think Demir Bird, half of Muhammad Sanu, Nikhil Harry in year two with no real like connection to build upon. Like, I mean, 
Joey Myers maybe, but he has to stay healthy because we saw last the last last year he came he got healthy, came back, got hurt again. So we'll see. I get the touchdowns might not be there, but he only had six touchdowns. Like it's, I get the whole upside. That's like probably one that. of the highest totals of his career, dude. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah, he averaged like right around six. So like, okay, maybe he gets four. So I get the whole upside thing, but like in the end, it's such a good value because no other guy. Oh, he's I don't a good know because by the yeah. time this comes out, we're recording this way in advance. It's such a good pick. Smash every single time. Because at his floor, what is that? Seven targets a game? Like, that, that's what it is going to be. I don't care if he's not scoring touchdowns. You get five out of those five catches and 60 yards and a touchdown here and there. We saw last year, and he was wide receiver six. Because he also didn't get injured last year. He was not – well, he was injured after the season just like Odell was. But one of them finished a little bit higher in fantasy points um, overall finish. Just so we'll time. see how that one plays. Just a little bit. And he was kind of just a little bit better, too, and doesn't complain a lot, too. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, there's not, nothing changed besides the whole team captain aspect, to be honest with you. I know you guys watching the game. I don't think Brady was checked in mentally there. I don't think he gave a shit about the Patriots, especially because he came out after the season and said he knew he was gone after the season, which well, that's also bullshit. Play like that this year. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll that's, see. That's like, saying, that's like saying you had someone high on your draft board. I, I, I don't really want to buy into well, that. It is. We're talking about the greatest quarterback of all time whose work ethic is, like, he could have retired eight years ago, let's be yeah. honest. So he should have. He money to reti- like, oh. he, I don't think Dude, he should have went to the Dolphins. games that he doesn't years. want to be in. So, I don't yeah. think the mentally checked in thing is really valid, but I get uh, your point. You can kind of, yeah. So, I, it's just – Nothing changes besides the whole team captain thing. That's like that's the, no, the, the quarterback defense. changes, but you know whatever. But it was terrible last year. Doesn't matter to me because thirteen like, years of, of like before it's gone. Makes me but. nervous for a guy who my primary concern for Jared Stidham, who I liked. I liked Jared Stidham coming out of school. I had him yeah. higher than fucking uh, Mason or no, not Mason Rudolph. Who was in that class? Um, Dwayne Haskins. I had him higher rated than Dwayne Haskins. And the, my biggest thing with Jared Stidham was his decision making and his his anticipation. So. If yeah. he doesn't have a lot of time to throw, that makes me nervous. Because he's he also, he he's also not even the – Mentally their quarterback. Yeah. He's also not even the starter yet, too. I, I saw a report that, like, Come him on. and Hoyer are going to battle it out. Brian Hoyer is going to win the job, and I'm going to look like a god. And that'd be better. That'd be, that'd be better for Edelman. So, like, it is better for Edelman if Hoyer plays. It's, like, it's basically he, a rookie quarterback. It's not, yeah, but it's, it's just, basically it. Brian Hoyer is like the fucking Jack Doyle of quarterbacks. Hey, he'll leave that team here. What Brady did last year for Edelman's sake, not for the other receivers. All right. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd pay good money to kiss Jack Doyle on the lips. So we'll move All on right, to our next, next guy. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Hot Lockett, baby. Uh, so what we have him lined up. Bush has him at 29. Oh, why? Uh, Lucas has him at 19. Thank you, Lucas. I have him at 21. Danny has him at 25. So – What's up with Tyler Lockett? How about I hate I hate having him in fantasy. So like I was all off him last year. No, because this whole the whole team <laughs> thing, I was like, there's not a chance he sustains that with the low volume he gets. Yeah, but then he, he did it again last year, so I'm just throwing that narrative away. But the, the offense, like Russell Wilson is so good that it doesn't matter if they pass the ball twenty times a game, he will find a way to get Lockett fantasy points. Like you see it on the field. Like Lockett is the smallest alpha receiver on like, probably ever, to be honest. Probably ever. He plays, like, the outside yeah. one when he plays the slot. And somehow he gets open on all these guys. I don't know. So, 19, he finished, what, last year? 17, that seems about reasonable to me as much as I don't like Tyler Lockett, really. Phenomenal. Dude, the guy's fucking incredible, all right? So, 23rd in pass attempts for the entire team. Yeah, the efficiency's through the fucking roof. They're second in red zone percentage. That is correctly based on the fact that Tyler Lockett's, like, the, like uh, what is it, Russ's pass percentage? Uh, passing rating is fucking perfect in Tyler Lockett uh, red zone attempts. Like it's, it's like, it's fucking maddening. Like how efficient it somehow works uh, for the team when like Tyler Lockett in, in the Seahawks, it's not a passing offense for shit. And, and somehow it works. Uh, Russ gets the ball yeah. to him and, and somehow still makes DK relevant it's, too. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a passing offense in terms of run to pass to run split, but like, it's probably one of the most efficient passing offenses in the yeah. league. So, like, I don't really think it matters, I guess. It has nothing to, to do with the coaching staff, too. That's no, not even – if it had to – oh, my God. People, need to talk people about make it, excuses like, for so many other quarterbacks around the NFL. Like, I made excuses for Jameis Winston. Danny makes excuses for Dak Prescott. Eagles fans make excuses for Carson Wentz. Literally, Russell Wilson is the definition of – you make so many excuses for him, and he still is unreal. 
Yeah. It, it's just, he's like literally the only what, like what his situation is. It does not matter. If, if Metcalf and Lockett went down week one, Russ would probably still be an elite quarterback in the NFL next year. Like, even if those two went down, he'd probably still find a, win to a, uh, a way to win like nine games. The reason a five foot seven receiver fucking is a good fantasy receiver is because Russell Wilson. It's not because a, a kick return specialist from Kansas State is a good NFL receiver. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, maybe I should defend myself a little bit because I am at yeah. 29. I, I kind of echo the same sentiment Lucas has. I don't like owning him in fantasy. I think him and Mech, to me, like him and Metcalf, I don't really like either of them in fantasy. No. Like, I think they're going to kind of cannibalize each other. And, yes, this offense is going to be efficient, but it's hard trusting those guys in your lineup when you could only pencil in 20 attempts. And, yes, you look kind of stupid for not putting them in your lineup because they're on those 20 attempts, they catch, like, five passes on five targets for, a t- for two touchdowns because Russ is just so good. But – I don't know. It's, to, to me, Lockett, again, it's just more of like there's so many wide receiver two, like guys with like wide receiver two written all over them. He kind of just – I just prefer – like I have uh, Corlin Sutton, Stephon Diggs. Um, yeah, like th- those guys I would just rather have than Tyler Lockett personally. And I think the core – and tell me if I'm wrong on this. I think the core like point of your argument is I think you think DK is going to take him over, right, this year for the, the wide receiver one of the team? I think they're going to be 1A, 1B. I don't think either of one of them. Yeah, is, I don't think there is a wide receiver one on that team. Wide receiver one. Like, I think DK is probably going to end up scoring more touchdowns. But then again, you could say that when Tyler – but at the same time, like Tyler Lockhart just somehow finds a way to score touchdowns. I don't know it's how insane. it works. He'll catch seven fucking 40-yard passes for touchdowns it's probably. Insane. It's insane. <laughs> All right. I like yeah. I like both I like both guys as like values because you like yeah. they're kind of I'm pretty much just like in the camp of I'm just gonna take whichever one's cheaper out of them. How does yeah. this team win games? Tyler Boyd, Russell Wilson. All right, Tyler Boyd. Then we got one more uh, honorable. Yeah, we don't need to go into him. He's we got yeah, we 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 okay. So Tyler Boyd, I was next to him. So <laughs> I was like pretty high right around where I think Tyler has him at 19 before, and then I kind of thought about it and. It's hard for me to rank him high because he saw 40 more targets last year and went down in fantasy points. I don't think he sees 148 targets this year, so maybe see a boost in efficiency. But I'm pretty big on adding an offensive lineman that hasn't played a single snap in the NFL does not make your offensive line good. A rookie quarterback being thrown behind that offensive line. As of now, A.J. Green's still there. John Ross, Auden Tate, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard, C.J. Uzama should see some more passing uh, reps, so it's just kind of tough for me to rank him super high. I'm at what 26th over Tyler. You have him at 19. Yeah, so 19. Um, there's no. I didn't boost him up so I could drop another guy in the ranking. <laughs> Why would I do that? Anyways, okay. So I will defend 19 because I really do believe he could actually reach this point. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal last year in efficiency with a very shaky quarterback room and just a shaky team in general offensively. I think you get a more consistent quarterback in Joe Burrow. Tyler Boyd is going to be the clear wide receiver one. Zach Taylor can finally implement a true just pass all the fucking time offense. I really do find that that this team will at least, you know, they'll be fighting from behind a lot because I really don't believe in the defense at all. But this team will actually be a little bit more efficient when it comes to the passing game. And uh, Tyler Boyd at 19, I really don't think is, is completely unreasonable, though I do understand and see your justification for having him at 26, 24, and 30 is a little insane, but I'll let you well, have He I'll was number 81 in target separation last year, and he had 10 drops, which was third in the league. So, I mean, the offense to me just got more crowded because A.J. Green was gone last year. You expect him to have, like, those 148 targets or whatever that he had. Whether yeah, that's AJ something Green I give you. Whether or not, T. Higgins is there to play the A.J. Green role anyway, so – yeah, I give you that. I, I, I do 148 targets again. I, I just don't. I think that he's probably going to get like 115, 120 targets. And I mean, wide receiver 30, I think he's a good like flex guy. I don't think there's I, like kind of the same thing I said with Julian Edelman. I don't think there's a world where Tyler Boyd finishes as a top 12 receiver. I think he, his ceiling is basically like wide receiver 14. And sure, he could be like a consistent like eight to 11 points for you or whatever but i i just don't i don't really like his upside and that's why i have certain guys rated ahead of him yeah um yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty much just status quo on him i could see the value like uh you know get him as your wide receiver three maybe low end wide receiver two you go running back early uh i think he does present value again uh he's safe he's probably gonna finish in around the top 20 range maybe 18 to 20 
two range. He could finish higher if Burrow is who I think Burrow is, but I don't want to bet on a rookie quarterback coming in and lighting up the league just because it is pretty much never happened. So for other sure. than Watson for those like games that he played. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'm going last on this one, so you guys can pick who gets to go first. I'm ending this off on a good note. Do I have right. Oh no, I don't have the highest. Never mind. Well, no, it's I mean, more I, so I, like I, Danny I, makes a case besides yeah. talent, and then I'll go. I I can make a case besides talent in the sense okay. that we're 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 nitpicking a guy after one year. I mean, even okay, wait, wait. let's say wait. who it is first. Wait, oh, who oh, is. Oh, oh, Odell Beckham Jr. Whoa. I am. I, it's not even that I have him high. I have him at wide receiver twenty. It's just you'll get into where you have him ranked, and the viewers are probably going to be fucking shitting bricks after they hear that. <laughs> but uh, I have him at wide receiver twenty, and to be honest, I feel low on him. I mean, you're looking at a guy again. First three seasons in the league, average 100 yards per game, 10 plus touchdowns in each season. He, Lucas is going to say, oh, well, that was also – like he hasn't done that since 2016. Again, torn ACL in 2017. 2018 was the last year we've seen him fully healthy. And, it, again, not fully healthy because he missed the last four games. I'm not going to get into that. But to start I would say having Baker as your quarterback would make you not fully healthy because Baker's yeah. – All right. Well, uh, One thing I, I, I just want to keep going. Before we get into this, Odell Beckham Jr. is wide receiver 10 in ECR. Yeah, and he is wide. currently wide receiver 25 in our people, consent. People oh. like losing fantasy leagues. Yes. But, so, uh, well, Dan, uh, <laughs> in terms of having him wide receiver 20, he's still 10 spots behind consensus. So we're all low on Odell Beckham. Yeah. Drafting I mean, Odell is like drafting Jack Doyle. Like you're uh, just setting up for lose. For uh, the losing uh, season. I'm going to keep going because uh, people are going to point out his 2018. Oh, he's had two back-to-back bad seasons. Wide receiver 16 in 2018. Uh, where was he outside the wider uh, the top 30 last year you're gonna get into that 26 or 27 i think last year something like that you're gonna point at that now if we're referring back to 2018 yes he finished wide receiver 16 he's also wide receiver six in points per game he had one bad season and where we all hop on this guy because at the end of the day we all point at oh a, a receiver leaving teams in the off season always struggles yet as soon as they do struggle we're off of them for the we're off of them for the rest of their career they can't just build upon what they did in their first season. Devontae game. Parker had one good season. We have him in our fucking night, what, what, 20? Like, what the fuck and, are and we Odell, doing? And Odell has one bad season. Odell's always been good. So low on him. Now, when you're talking about Odell good. Beckham Jr., you can argue all you want. He's a top 10 talent in the league, plain and simple. That's not my only argument, though, because, again, as I mentioned, wide receiver 16 before he went to Cleveland was his lowest finish when he actually played 12 or more games, and that was wide receiver 16. That's another concern with him, though, is that he can't stay healthy. I get that, but when he is healthy, he presents top 10 points per yeah, game upside. But I, don't, I don't draft players to play a season. I draft them to play a season. Yeah, you're, draft, you're drafting the Jack Doyles of the world to, world to finish fourth place. You can uh, draft Odell. I'll take any other receiver that's going to play 16 yeah, games. I'll, I'll, I'll go for first place. That's, that's yeah, the goal, right? Stop pretending like you're high on him, bro. He's wide receiver 10 at right. Can I go? Can I go? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Go, go for it. All right, here we go. So he finished as wide receiver. Who cares last year? Not good. Everyone's disappointed. The also thing was he finished as wide receiver 29 while eclipsing 1,000 yards. That's to show how bad it was last year. I don't have the number of whoever finished 1,000 yards finished average. Okay. Where'd Mike Williams finish? Because he had 1,000 yards too. It was not good. Bad, bad, because he yeah. he's not good either. So but the only good thing they have going for them is they have an easy strength to schedule, like overall win totals. But that would indicate they're going to be winning games and they're going to run the ball more, right? Okay. Browns run the pass split. 57% to 42% last year. They're bringing Kevin Stefanski. Now, he didn't come in to abide by anybody else's rules as the head coach. Yeah, 8% pass split lower, okay? So they're going to throw the ball less per game. Minnesota had the highest run rate in the red zone last year. Cleveland was like third, and they were like 15% behind the Vikings. The offensive line that you guys think was like the reason Baker's not good, uh, he took one sack above the league average, so average. 10th in adjusted line yards and 18th in pass protection, so average. Uh, Baker last year, via PFF's QB annual PDF book they do. Grade from a clean pocket, 26th out of all starting quarterbacks. 15th in dropback percentage when kept clean. The switch in the, I mean, the overall thing is to switch into a run-first offense while adding target hog tight end Austin Hooper, utility player Harrison Bryant, Donovan Peoples-Jones give him more volume. I, I don't pick. think so. On Okay. Still, though. They still use a wide receiver three when they have him. Okay. And then also on top of the injury thing, he's projected to miss 3.2 games via sport injury predictor. predictor. The last it. seven years, he's gotten hurt six times. Four of those injuries are the same injury. And your whole year two thing, I actually have a study. Rich Rebar did an article on sharp football okay. analysis. 
So players switching teams, they has the year one points per game, and he has the year two that they're in the top 24 of points per game. So year one, I mean, everyone touches on it. It's never – it's always – they always go lower. There's like one guy in the top 24 in the last nine years that's gone up. Year two, since 2010, the receivers that transitioned teams, so um, from the year they left the team – or sorry, sorry, from the year – from year one on the new team to year two, four of the 15 went up in points per game. Four of them didn't even record like a stat because they just might've got dropped or retired. I don't really know. Okay. The average dip, like average change, percentage change in fantasy points from the, the team they left. So in this case, the Giants to year two in Cleveland, 26% less fantasy points per game. All right, what what are we talking You said four out of the 15. Top, top, top 24 in ADP. After switching okay. teams in 2010, so they're a good fan. They're no, good football like your fucking Demarius Thomas uh, that's what, that's or whatever that switch team. Like, no, it was, yeah, it was top 24. So it's the good receivers or the well, good receivers. 26 percent point differential. So that means if say you scored 10 points per game on the Giants, but 26 percent point, 26 percent down from the wide receiver six on points per game in an injury riddled year in 2018. Again, I'm at wide receiver 20. I'm not high on him, but having him at 29 outside the 25 to me is just completely negating. But but but, you, but 20. He's moving 26 percent. What did he score that year at the Giants in fantasy points per game? Fantasy points 14. per game. I can I can get it up right now. Fantasy points per game. He was at 16, and he was the wide receiver six. Well, no, like, like actual fa- actual fantasy points. 16. Six, uh, 16 points per game, so 192 over the 12 games. Okay, so 16 times so Okay, so that means he's moving from 16 points to 11.4 points per game. If like wide receiver. Aver- that's, that's the average, too. Um, okay. Well, does six try put that out? The 16, I'll do 15. There's only one receiver in the top 30 played 16 games. That's 176 points. That would net him right around hmm, the wide receiver 35. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. But the, the numbers line up for him not to do good. Is that in 2018 or 2019 that you're measuring that? That was 2019 you gave him the numbers. So, and they modeled like wide the receiver? wide receiver 33. If you did the average from two years ago, 26 points less, extrapolate out to 15 games. So, but then you also mentioned that four out of the 15, again, I imagine the top of that group ended up improving off their year one, year two. So you're saying basically he finished, he's going to finish wide receiver 33 based off last year's projections, but he actually finished higher than that last year. So how, like, where's the divide here? He finished, yeah, he finished higher than that. But I'm saying he finished like, higher than that, but if, you're you measuring take the 20, it, if you take the 26% less, which is the average, not even the average of all the guys that fell, I, the average of the guys that rose too. I get that. From but you're, the saying, Giants, you're saying the 26% is applicable from that year to this year? But you're also mentioning in another statement that from year one to year two, they usually improve. So, I mean, where's the divide? No, no, no. Uh, so, 26% so is included in the guys that uh, that improved and also the guys that did not improve. That's where that, okay. that average percentage so, came from. Find me the percentage of the four guys then. Because uh, I would put Odell – I would put Odell at the top of the group rather than they the were average all talented receivers, dude. They were all talented. But why, but why though? Because they're going to run the ball more. They have more weapons. Baker's o- not good. Like, he was not good last year. Oh, we'll adding, we'll, we'll, adding, we'll see. His grade from the clean pocket was 26th. Take his assistances from his year one and weigh them out then. I don't dude. give a shit. This is last okay. year. This is the new team. Well, like, you're going to mention, yeah. mention the Freddie Kitchens dumpster fire and not mention contact as to what but, happened but, between but Baker and his year one year two. From the, great from the clean pocket doesn't matter who your coach is. Clean pocket, that's you throwing the ball with no distractions. And, and 26. There are outlier the seasons of... There are outlier seasons of good players. I mean, Baker, you're going to mention, oh, Baker Maker 26 last year. Mention what he did the year before as well, because I mean, players okay, have bad have seasons. The annual thing. Okay. Y'all okay. are killing me. All right. Guys, we yeah, will okay. do a Baker. We, we'll do a, we'll do an Odell video. Uh, and I'm not even high on it. I don't want to do an Odell video. It's not good. It's not we got good. Got a straight, right, we'll we got to straight wrap this one up. I'm not Guys, even high it's been on it. Uh, first person to DM me how many uh, Jack Doyle jokes we had in this video. Uh, I'll oh, that's a good one. give you like five bucks in Venmo, but I know no one's going to do it because no one got to the baker. <laughs> yeah, don't, um, don't sleep on deli meats. It's been a phenomenal time, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. I sure did. Good night. <laughs> oh, I got to end this. My bad. Jesus Christ. <laughs>